God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. This is a professional deal here. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um, it's fun. It's it's cool to have you on the show. We're just gonna start recording and start chatting. Congratulations okay. on the win. Um, you know, huge win. Your first that was your first USAC win, right? Not just your first USAC sprint car win. Yeah, no, that was my first USAC national win. Long time coming. Yeah, it's 11 years and counting every time I didn't win one, I tell you that. <laughs> I mean, those 11 years, like, you've had good rides, you've had good chances. Like, what have been some of the other chances that you had to win a race? And then let's talk about how you put it all together this weekend. Man, I think it's the struggle of going back to Indy and not staying for a longer period of time than I would. Um, I would go back for sprint week or, you know, just a couple random races with Dutch or when AT would line something up for me, I'd go back and run it here and there. And I just never, uh, you know, committed to stay a long enough time just because I've worked at home and, and it was hard for me and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I had had rides that I would, would have at home with with wing rides or running for uh, jimmy and josh ford motorsports and stuff like that so i never committed a whole lot of time to racing in and i mean i i you know there's no excuse for it but it's definitely tough to win a race in indiana with them guys because they're there you know from you know whether it's wednesday thursday to sunday so it's tough well, and you're a guy, obviously, too, that I mean, has run a lot of different cars. I mean, you run, you know, wing stuff, you run non-wing stuff, you run midget stuff. And um, and to your point, still, like, it's it's hard, right? It's and, and not even not even, you know, on top of the fact that, um, you know, you're not doing it full, you know, you're not doing it full time, you know. So there's there's a lot, obviously, that you kind of had the deck stacked against you to, to finally get it to, to go your way. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I think that's it. You know, I think you know, USAC leaving Indy, you know, plays part because they don't see that track often, um, you know, and that, that was my third non-wing race this year. Um, you know, Matt Wood, Nos Energy Drink, Shane, Dustin, Garrett, uh, T-Light, they, you know, they work hard on that thing. We put a, it was after Chili Bowl or we were sitting around the table at Chili Bowl after I think I locked in my prelim night that year and, you know, we threw the idea out there. I asked Matt, I said, Hey, can we put a, a non-wing car together? And he looked at Shane, looked at Dustin said, order it. I was like, Oh shit. Called my bluff there. And, and we put it together just for races like that, you know, and, and stuff that we, you know, Shane and Dustin could fit in their schedule. And, 
and it's it's the top notch equipment. I mean, there's no reason it shouldn't run up front. Um, you know, the first night I was extremely rusty. I didn't start running till lot twenty. I I felt, um, and then everything kind of fell together there the next night. So it was good. That's crazy. That's that's a good story. I mean, that's a good sprint card to add to uh, you. Say, are you guys here on Sprint Week? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I mean, come on. Do you guys got to run like Eldora? You got you got it. I mean, you got a good enough car to win now. I would love to, but at the same time, it, them guys, Shane and Dustin, they do this stuff way more than, you know, this is just a, hey, if we could fit it in, we'll fit it in kind of thing. I mean, this is definitely not, you know, uh, we don't, they don't focus on the non-wing car at all. They run, you know, Knoxville Nationals and they're going back for that and all the wing stuff at home. I've just been fortunate enough to, to be able to race with them. Um, but yeah, no, there's no huge focus on the non-wing car or midget. Well, and it's the relationship that, and I think a lot of people probably know this, but I mean, obviously, you know, Shane and, and Dustin, his brother, Golubek, you know, are, are tight with Matt Wood and, and, um, you know, Shane basically runs that program. Right. But you guys, you all kind of grew up together. Right. And I mean, I know you're a little younger than they are, but you all raced quarter midgets together. Like you've all known each other a long time and, um, you know, are all friends obviously. So I'd imagine too, um, you know, that, that, that makes just kind of going through, I mean, going to the racetrack, even it probably makes it a lot more enjoyable, um, you know, than just showing up with, you know, with somebody else. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't really know, uh, about us. We've been best friends since we were five years old. I drove for, uh, GT American for their parents, um, you know, when we were little. So we've grown up and best friends for 20 something years. And, and it makes uh, these races that much more special. You know, our kids are, we had a complete zoo going on in the pits at Houston. It's all our kids are running around and, you know, Shane Dustin and, and, you know, Garrett Ziski is their, their cousin. And I knew him before, you know, I mean, since he was a baby. So um, that's why I felt like that was such a special win because it's really just a group of a, a lot of good buddies and family, and uh, it, it made it that much more special um, because everybody was there. And, and like I said, our friendship, we've been friends for so long, and to be able to get to work with them guys is, is pretty cool. That's so that's so fun. I mean, just thinking about the racing family, like – I'm I, I, every day. I feel like I'm getting older because like you got like baby Larson's running around and baby sweets and like, you know, it's crazy. I mean, you got baby Hunter Schoenberg. We, I did an interview with him the other day. Like it's, it's crazy because we're getting older and all these kids are about to start racing cars. Probably. Yeah. Corey day common and called me an old man on one of my posts. And I'm like, man, there it goes. I was <laughs> not the young guy anymore. You know, guys like him, Over. those, guys everybody's the, the next generation's coming well and, and you guys too kind of have a, a first-hand look at that with Mitchell Moles too you know I mean he's obviously been in that program in that camp a long time and then uh you know unfortunately kind of his misfortune helped you out the other night but uh he's another guy that you know is is obviously a, a super bright talent and I know you've seen a lot of him yeah no he is I you know through the micro ranks you, you can obviously tell when somebody's winning a lot you know especially in like the central Valley, that micro scene is huge. And, um, you know, Mitchell came and started racing with, with us. And, and I mean, from the start, he, he was just a complete gasser 
And uh, like I said in my interview, I hated to see that happen to him. You know, he ended up winning the double the amount I did the, the next night. But no, he's a he's a good kid. He works hard, and he 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 is what I think you know we're missing right now. He deserves where he's at. He's earned it um, without any backing, uh, just because of how much talent he has. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, dude, I can't, I can't imagine the emotion, uh, of winning your first USAC race. Like I probably would cry if Dylan won, won a USAC race. Like I would be so happy for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine, you know, finally getting it after chasing it that long, but doing it with those guys. Like, I mean, the emotion probably was just uh, remarkable the other day. Yeah. And Dylan probably knows kind of how I felt about it. I mean, he's kind of jumps in a car and will go quick time at Kokomo or do something like that or come out to Chili Bowl and absolutely rip. And, and, you know, my career has slowed way down, but that's what made it, you know, freaking racing is, is so mental. It, it's so hard sometimes. And, uh, you know, my career's I'm getting late in my career, what I feel like just cause I haven't raced as much and I've been working a lot more. Um, so I didn't think that win was ever going to come. Um, so when it did, it was extremely special just because of, you know, my career slowing down, like I said, and, uh, you know, but the opportunity was there, you know, under the red, I looked over Shane and Dust and I said, this is the one, this has got to be it because I knew that what car I had, I, I knew nobody was, you know, diamond in the corner or anything yet. Um, so I was like, man, this is the one I got to do it now, or who knows if it'll ever happen. So, yeah, like you said, it is super special to, uh, to get that win. Um, those are the the best of the best, and I've been trying for a long time. Was it cool to uh, to? And I know you don't have anything to compare it to, but was it cool to be in victory lane with uh, with Gabby and your little boy? I'm sure that was that was pretty special. Yeah, I I've been uh, you know like racing like again I've slowed down a lot, so the winds are way harder to come <laughs> by. Like you better get your kid in victory lane. He wants to be in victory lane, but yeah, no, it, it it's really cool. You you got you know, that's my next generation of racing and, and, and even Tucker Shane's son was in victory lane with us too. And it's cool. It's just really cool. What do you do for work? I noticed you have a uniform. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? I'm sitting under a tree right now on my lunch break. I, I work for uh, PGE. It's the gas and electric company in California. So I'm, uh, we, we drove home last night or, you know, we, we left uh, Monday morning, uh, me and, me and Dustin and John did the day and Shane took over the night. So I got some sleep. We got home five 30 in the morning and then uh, had to go to work. You were, when you, you took a break a while, right? Cause you went to like firefighter training, right? Is that, is that right? Are you still involved in any of that at all? Or how does that, how does that work? Um, so like I went through all the training to be a firefighter. And then when I was applying for jobs, this is a, this is definitely a good opportunity to let everybody know because a lot of people do think I am a firefighter and I'm not a firefighter. Um, I did all the training too. I was testing for it. And then I was applying on the side to other jobs and, and this job came up. It's a really good job. And I would have been really stupid to say no to take this one. So I took it. Um, I am not a firefighter. I do work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, wow. Um, so what, what's your background? So like, I was just thinking about this today. Like Tyler Reddick is another California guy that just signed a huge contract with Michael Jordan, uh, today, you know, coming from the outlaw carts. Are you an outlaw cart guy? Uh, I was all quarter midgets. So I did, I did quarter midgets, uh, micros, and then specs wrench with two barrel, 
two barrel sprint car. And then after specs rents, you know, I started dabbling a little bit with the, the midgets and then, you know, and then, and then started racing with the JFM and the, uh, the Donwing sub three sixties and four tens. So, um, it's, you know, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun just, you know, staying local mainly now, but yeah, just, uh, yeah, I started quarter midgets. And then you kind of like race USAC CRA, like you've always been kind of like the USAC non-wing route. You haven't done too much like wing r- racing, right? So I started, you know, I did a lot. Yeah. I was doing a lot of just non-wing stuff in California. And then the, the wing scene is just in California is insane. Um, started doing that a little bit and then slowed down. And now I'm back doing it a little bit more than usual. Um, you know, with Mount Wood, Nos, and, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a whole new new challenge for me, for sure. It's very, very hard to win a wing race in California. Um, but, yeah, doing a little bit of 360 and 410 stuff at home. So how much are you racing now? Like, what, like what's your year, like, count up to this point? Or, and then maybe, like, how many more are you going to run this year? I think I've run 13 races this year. Um, we'll probably – I'm going to pick back up with the – Keith Day Trucking 22 car here this weekend at the Howard Kidding Classic. Um, probably run another race with uh, uh, Matt and Elgro Ford. Um, and then we'll do Hangtown. And then he dabble a couple other wing races in there somewhere. And that'll be about it. So you're, I mean, you're, you're just winning, guy, winning one for the part-time guys. I mean, that's, I'm sure that <laughs> made you feel good too. Yeah, that's it, man. That, that, that's why it's, it's been a, for me, a struggle of is, is it ever going to, was it ever going to happen? Was it ever going to get the opportunity to win a, a national race? And uh, yeah, no, just uh, now I'm a part-time guy. <laughs> it's yeah. no more five races a year kind of thing. That's just not it. I, you know, I, I, I work during the week and if I can get away to go racing, I will, but sometimes it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Dylan can really relate to your story with how, how limited, you know, limited starts he gets and chasing the USAC feature as well. He wants to try to get some pavement races. Like I was like, just go run boss. Like just go run a sprint car and boss and win a race there and get your confidence back up. Oh, he doesn't need that dude. Every time he gets in a midget or one of boats midgets, he's fast. As soon as he gets, he's usually quick time. Every time he gets in the car. See, that's the problem <laughs> though. I can, I can, everybody can go fast when, uh, when the track's heavy, but when, I think Levi Jones said one time, he said the bullshit stops or the bullshit drops when the tear offs stop or something like that. So see, that's, that's my problem is I get, I get later in the night and then I, then everybody else is a lot better than I am, but it's, it's part of it, right? When you don't do it every weekend, it's, it's to be expected. Yeah. And that was my biggest thing this weekend is, you know, the beginning of the race, it took me, you know, on Friday, it took me 20 laps to feel like I was back. You know, it, it, it took me a long time and, you know, even after the red, you know, when I started running down Robert or, or Brady, Shane told me after the race, he said him and Dustin were looking at each other like, okay, I think he's back now. And and it it's not a lie. It's not, you know, it took me half the race to figure out what the hell I was doing again. <laughs> I have only run two non-wing races this year with, with Jimmy, uh, two CRA races and the rest of it been wing races. So it, it takes a little time to adjust and get back. No doubt. 
you mentioned the challenge of winged racing. You're not the only one talking about how hard it is. Um, you know, like Chris Windham has gone full time with the All Stars, and lately they've been really fast. They have clicked on something, and I, I believe it's changing chassis is what's worked for them. RPM. They went to an RPM chassis from a Maxim, um, and they've been really, really good here in the last three races. But like Courtney, just you know, when he went to the wing cars and won a championship, and then you know won the King's Royal. He's he showed that like non-wing guys can do it, you know, if if they just don't give up on it. Like I think I think that's what, you know, that's kind of been like. Uh, well, him and Larson. I mean, Larson was a non-wing guy before he was a wing guy. Come on, right? Like, uh, you know, it's funny that you guys mentioned like you know being like stale. Like Larson was like, I sat out Ohio Sprint Week, and I I he's like I I was rusty when I went to PA Sprint Week. Right. It's like he takes one week off, he's rusty. Yeah, no, it's it's a real thing, but you know, and and. I really tried my best to, uh, you know, race with Shane and Dustin because those are, those guys are the most underrated wing sprint car team out there. Um, they're extremely smart. They, you know, Matt gives them the, the best, the best equipment and, and they are very good. And I think that's what you got to do. You got to put yourself in a good situation. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not speaking for Chris, but I don't know, you know, who's turning wrenches or, or what, but you, you got to, have that car tuned up for for you know where you're going you know you got to have notes got to have the uh you know everything's got to be hitting on all cylinders so it's it's definitely a lot harder to carry a wing car than a non-wing car that's for sure what makes shane and dustin so good i've heard i've heard so many guys talk about how good they are what makes them as good as they are yeah i don't know they're smart they're really smart they get it they got common sense um I mean, I don't, it's hard for me to explain, but like I said, with this last weekend, winning a USAC national race, they're wing crew chiefs, you know, that's what they do, but they, you know, we still come out and, uh, and he runs second in the midget. Um, I, I couldn't tell you, I wish I wish I knew, I don't know half the stuff they know. Um, but they don't go above and, you know, do things that are just out of the realm. Uh, they, they put the right stuff on the car and, and it's fast, you know, it's just made little changes, you know, no big changes and, uh, and we're good. You think they can watch, they can stand there and watch cause they both race and kind of see, you know, what you need or what the car is doing. And, and that kind of helped, you know, I mean, I'm, I would assume, you know, I mean, having some sort of driving knowledge has to help in that sense. Right. Well, yeah. And it was just, you know, after qualifying, I kind of sit there and talk to the both of them. And, you know, we just kind of bounce, you know, what, you know, they would tell me what they were seeing, you know, whether it was for some reason, I have a bad habit of just rolling out of throttle, setting the car and jump back in. And, and they're both telling me, well, you know, these guys are doing this, you know, they're not rolling, they're not dropping the throttle, they're rolling out of it and setting the car a little bit differently. And, and that's, uh, that's huge for, for someone in, like myself that you know they can watch that and tell me what they think and and I can try and do better you know the next time I get out there and we learned every every time we hit the track of you know where I was better where I needed to be better and and that's why I think we're able to pick one off there so that that was a fun weekend right I mean the USAC Nationals a big event you know they had the driver intros and everything did you have fun out there Yeah, between uh, Mount Wood and Houston, I mean, how organized, how clean everything was. You know, when we showed up to the track at nine o'clock, do maintenance. Maintenance. There were 
you know, kids and people picking up tear-offs around the racetrack. The facility is incredible. Um, it ran super smooth. Um, and, and like you said, opening ceremonies were, were super cool. You know, you got all the men and women in uniform out there with flags and, uh, no, it was, it's, uh, it's, it's a great event. I, I just hope it, we continue to do it and I hope it just gets bigger and bigger. What's that place race like? Is there anything else that you think is it's comparable to as far as just like shape or, or you know, how the dirt feels or anything like that? It seems like it's kind of a unique place. Yeah, honestly, it races like three and four to Larry, not one and two, but three and four. It, it's kind of opened up. And I mean, there's times where you in a non-wing car there, at least in getting into three and four, you don't have to lift and it's a little sketchy. Uh, but it's fast, man. That track is so cool when it gets wide like that. Um, it, it, it is a big momentum track. So it, you know, you somebody's got to make a mistake to make a huge move. Um, or you got to find a different line to make it happen, but it races really cool. And it, and obviously it's put on some of the best racing this year, uh, between the outlaws and, and now this event with, with the midgets and the, the USAC sprint cars. Yeah. as a bucket list track for me. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm excited to hopefully get there in the future. Uh, congratulations on the win. We'll let you get back to work. Um, you know, congratulations. That was a huge win. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Right on. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Ryan Bernal, everyone. Is it Bernal or Bernal? Let's, let's just clear it up. I think it's Bernal. Like you say, Bernal. We Bernal. should have asked him. We asked Jade. We should have asked him how you say his last name. I thought that was very unprofessional of me to ask what Jade's last name was. I should have known, but. <laughs> well, in your defense, there's been about five different pronunciations of it. So. I think you're right. I think it's Bernal or Bernal. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it two different ways right there. I was going to say, yeah. What's the one that I used to, I used to get in trouble for some names when I was announcing, like, I, I guess I used to say Clayton funny. Like Darren Clayton. Yeah. Darren Clayton. I don't Clayton. know. Sounds fine. Know. Sounds fine to me. Anyways, that's a big win. I, I, you can relate to that story. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I mean, kind of, I mean, I haven't, you know, I don't know what it feel. I haven't had the feeling of winning a race and, since the stone ages, but, um, but I can, yeah, I mean, I can relate to, you know, this, the struggle of being a part-time guy, you know, and, and just jumping in there and, and trying to be competitive, right. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's hard even for a guy like him who has won other races and who has raced, you know, for a lot of years, um, you know, when you're out of the car, you know, and, and you're, and you're not back in it consistently, you're at a, you're at a deficit. You know, there's, there's no denying that just because these other guys are racing so much now, um, you know, just from a reflex standpoint, from a, a mental processing standpoint, you know, you're, uh, are you enjoying your popsicle there? Whatever that is. You're muted by the way. Seriously. That's the best part about summer. A popsicle. They're so underrated. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. Um, Cool, you know, cool, always neat when the, the guys that, um, you know, kind of just jump in there and, and you know, make, make you know, one-off appearances or, or kind of infrequent appearances. It's always cool when they can jump in there and, and get it done. And I think it's a testament to Ryan, you know, that he was, uh, he was there. You know, he, he had some, you know, some, some good luck at the end, but that's what you got to do. You got to put yourself in those positions and, 
uh, he did. And, and, and now all his hard work's paid off and he's a national USAC winner. For sure. We are presented by Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 parts and accessories. From the brands you demand, truck, Jeep, auto, ATV, with fast free shipping to your door, use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. We also are brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. They present our hat shake of the week. Let's get into that, D. Welch. Um, I know who my hat shake is going to be right off the bat, but then we can get into some winners. All right. Uh, let's let let me start with you. Who, who who's your hat? Your your Sun Dollar hat shake. Oh boy. Well, I was going to say go through the go through the go list through of winners. winners so I can think let's, about it. Yeah. All right. So uh let's let's go through some feature winners then we'll okay we'll 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 let you stay here for the feature winners and then if we run out of zoom time here because i don't pay for the extra uh 40 minutes i think we're i think we're fine we're doing good all right yeah uh we'll we'll uh we'll do that so our sun dollar sundollar.net is where you can visit our friends jason spent some time with them this weekend when it went up to new york it was an amazing trip i hope the all-stars keep going up to new york uh selfishly because it's really fun up there. I had the best buffalo chicken wing I've ever had in my entire life. And that is was courtesy of Kim who brought that to the entire pit. They Jason and Kim fed the entire pit area. Wow. Uh I'm not joking. I'm not joking. At uh what, what was that? Uh I don't I don't want to know line. what the car I don't State want to know line. what the car ride back to the uh, the hotel was like for poor Kim there. I, I'm telling you, I'm not calling out names, but I am. Luke Vaughn on on Clawson Marshall's team, he probably ate 20 chicken wings in a matter of two minutes. He he would have that good. He would have beat uh, what's his face Joey Chestnut in a chicken wing chicken winging contest. Him and I would go toe to toe with Chestnut. We were killing those wings. What are they not feeding people over there or what? No, they they were, but this was like a nice gesture by Kim. So Kim gets my hat shake along with Jason's. Jason stole my hat shake this week. So Jason sent that in for feeding the entire all-star pit area pretty much both nights. Yeah. Uh, at Ransomville like and State Line. Um, but let's see what I gotta get the name of the restaurant because if you go to either West Seneca or Aurora, uh on the outskirts of Buffalo. Go to Pascula's, P-A-S-Q-U-A-L-E-S. Is it Pasquales? Pasquals. Pasquales. Your Ohio education is showing right Pas- now. Pasquales is the way I would probably say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best chicken wing I've ever had in my entire life. Take that from heavy lunch certified trademarked the best chicken wing i've ever had in my entire life they were an hour and a half cold they came from an hour and a half north drove it to the pit area i ate it an hour and a half cold it was still the best chicken wing i ever had in my entire life if i went an air fryer there i might have just went died and went to heaven that is high praise from you and you know how much i love chicken wings dylan is it not my favorite food it is. It is. You do enjoy a good chicken wing. My number one food of all time. While we're on, um, while I mentioned my hat shake already and Jason's hat shake, um, Kim's hat shake. Here we go. We got a book to read. Okay. You ready? Okay. Oh, we're going to run out of time. We got 10 minutes. We can, we can do this in 10 minutes. Easy. My hat shake goes to Zebby, of course, in parentheses for finishing our last two races strong. 
and that we couldn't be more proud of him and happy for him. This is what our goal was for him to move to bigger and better things in his career. Successful next step achieved with the rock sign. Well, that's very sweet of Kimmy. They're very proud to continue their partnership with Zeb and they will always most likely uh, until, you know, he's, he's, I guess his goal is probably to run with the outlaws or hopefully keeps running with the all-stars is what we'd like to see. Uh, you know, and then Jason said, or then he said, she said, Jason will probably have one too. And again, that was Kimmy. So that's uh, very nice. Um, let's go through a few winners. We got nine minutes remaining in our uh, allowance of zoom time here uh, on Monday, July 4th, Justin Sanders, won a three sixty raise Kyle Larson won at Lernerville. That was a pretty big win. He upset Brent Marks. Brent Marks is the best sprint car driver in the country. I'm marking it right down right now. He's winning one of those two races. He's either winning the historical big one or he's winning the Kings Royal. Yeah, I would not argue with that. Uh, Larson might win the other one. <laughs> now that I say that, Larson's probably going to win both. Because basically I showed up at Lernerville, said Brent Marks was the greatest race car driver in the world. Uh, and then Larson went out there and stopped him. So, <laughs> well, you know how Lar- you know how Larson reacts when you when you he, talk about how good he other loved, people are. He watches every single piece of content that goes on Flow, and and I'm guarantee he's watching this right now, and I guarantee he's going to go out and win both races. And I hope he does because we're going to be uh, filming it all. Yeah, uh, he's going to preview wrong. <laughs> uh, there we go. Okay, so Larson won at Lernerville. Tanner Thorson, that was a big win for him at Attica. Uh, won a local show that was four grand with that 49 X car. Kofoid won at Husets. He won a couple of nights, didn't he? Doubled down and then flipped pretty big on the last uh, night. Uh, Robert Ballou won the championship, the USAC National, you know, the USAC championship, whatever. USAC Husets Nationals championship. And also won the feature, what was that, on July 8th. Parker Price Miller won at Ransomville. That was a really fun race. One of my one of the coolest tracks I've been to in a long, you know a while. Um, everyone was pooping on that track before we went there, and I thought it was tremendous. I'm 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 going to give them some them, you know them some love. They they had some pretty good track prep. I know you know there was there was tires blowing and stuff like that, but like I felt like it was a really good race. And and Parker stole it on a green white checkered, and um. You know, Chris Windham almost got his first win. He finished third, like I was, you know, talking about earlier. He, they, he, they've gotten a lot better. So, Ransomville was a fun track. Um, it's in New York. Like I said, I hope we go back there again. Um, who else we got? So, these are some of our winners. Any, anything coming to mind yet for you? Yeah, I was actually, actually going to give one to Windham um, just for, you know, they've kind of <clears throat> turned the tides a little bit, and he's at least started to, um, you know, put some some decent runs together. So, I know that's – Sure, it's been frustrating for them, but um, you know they've stuck with it and starting to see some fruits of their labor. Dang it, my freaking light went out. Cole Macedo won uh, <laughs> another feature. He's probably he might win the Attica uh, Championship this year with with those guys, the Ray Brooks Racing Team. They've they've been really good uh, locally. Kofoid uh, won. Ryan Bernal, who we had on the show today, won his first USAC National Sprint Car Race. Kyle Cummins won at Kokomo. He's going to be probably hard to beat at the SmackDown. Uh, Hunter Schoenberg won at state line. That was a big win for them. They should have probably won at Ransomville. They blew a tire on the last lap coming to the white flag. 
and uh, it cost him 12 grand. And then Mitchell Moles got his first USAC national sprint car win. That's a good hatch egg. Mitchell Moles is um, probably if you talk, you know, if you're talking about breakout sprint car talent of the year, I mean, he's, he's a contender for that. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, and he's, but he's been good. And I think people have known he's been good for a while, obviously. I mean, if you paid any attention to the micro stuff, he was obviously tearing that up, but then he's been, you know, the last, um, I mean, shoot, he almost won there last year in the midget driving for Matt Wood. Um, you know, so he's, he's been on people's radar, I think for a while, but, um, yeah, definitely cool to see him getting a, you know, getting a good sprint car opportunity, good non-wing opportunity. He, along with Ryan Timms, as I mentioned, uh, the breakout sprint car talents of the year, you know, Corey Day is, uh, being thrown, you know, a name thrown around a lot, um, you know, Cannon McIntosh won the final night at Hussets. Um, They must be racing tonight because I was going to see if you wanted to come on the show, but uh, they must be like working on the car. And, and that's a quick turn. Tonight. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround. They race tonight, right? At Red Dirt. Yeah, they run. They run like the next uh, next few nights. Yeah, he's 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 been really fast. Um, you know, I know there was you know a lot of talk about the move to you know to win, but like I mean that's just what midget racing is right now, right? Like. Grant got out of the car and I think he, you know, he was getting a little love back from the movie made on Chase McDermott, right? I think, but he was kind of Grant was pretty gracious about it, about the uh, about the move Cannon made. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's how you're going to race, I guess you got to expect it back. You know, I wish nobody would race that way. I thought uh I thought Chad Boat had a good tweet where he, you know, posted a picture of Belleville and was, you know, said something like, you know, the dirty sliders would stop if we went back to places like this. And, um, I was having the same conversation today with somebody else that, you know, it's, it's just the product of, of nobody wanting to go run these big tracks anymore. So they'd rather go run the little micro tracks and then, you know, can't understand why they get their shit torn up, you know, because the cars are too big for the racetracks you're running on. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe uh -huh. they went to, they went to some bigger, I mean, not always. Right. But, uh, and they go, they go to some, you know, they still go to quarter miles and that sort of thing. But point is, it's like, if you still had to go to places like Belleville or, um, you know, big, big racetracks, you're not going to get away with that. Cause you're gonna hurt somebody. So, um, you know, who knows if it would actually teach anybody a lesson or not, but I think it just, it's comes with the territory sometimes at some of these racetracks. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Obviously they're all my friends. Right. I don't want to see. Yeah. And, and realistically, Houston's is a track where it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be tolerated either. Cause Houston's is a pretty big racetrack for midgets. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know, what is it? A three eighths mile or something. Um, yeah. so maybe, maybe not that big, but it's a big racetrack, you know, and people shouldn't be doing that, but you know, it continues to happen. So what do we know? That was an interesting final, final feature uh, at Houston's for the midgets, midget cars. I was thinking about it mowing the lawn the other day, like, I there's that there's the same exact mentality in NASCAR right now too, because you have to win, right? Like you have to win a race to, to, to even win a championship, you have to win a race in NASCAR. Right. So like when, you know, when it all costs mentality is really kind of, you know, hurting what has been a generation long, you know, uh, what is it? Um, you know, the, the racers, you know, controlling themselves, right. Like, and, and being able to take care of themselves, but now to reach career heights, you have to win. You have to win. The only thing you have to do in racing right now is win. 
to get to the top, right? And 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 that's what you know. That's what's controlling you know some of these decisions on the final laps and and NASCAR and in the midgets right now. Really, it's it's interesting, and it and I don't know if I don't like it. Like I think I kind of like it. Like I'm like this is entertaining. Well, I think there's a difference between doing and doing it in an open wheel car and doing it in a stock, a full bodied stock car. You know, I mean, it's. I think the repercussions and the consequences are much more severe if you go down into the corner and feed somebody a right rear in a midget or a non-wing sprint car than they are if you feed somebody a right rear, you know, in a Good cup point. car. So, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I see your point, but I think it's honestly just people that you know they've people have gotten used up and they know that they're going to get used up, so they use other people up before they can get used up themselves, and it's just a snowball rolling down the hill, you know, and that's, I mean. Honestly, until USAC or Power Eye or whoever, somebody, you know, actually steps in and like, you know, does something about it, it's going to continue. So it's, you know, like there's nothing else that can be done. You're either going to you're either going to start finding people and you're going to start making, you know, making people sit, you know, if they do something malicious. And it's pretty obvious the people in the tower at these racetracks can tell what's on purpose and what's not, you know, or what's what's an accident and what's not. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's high time that people start, you know, from sanctioning bodies, start taking it seriously and doing something about it. Cause otherwise it's just going to continue. There's no, there's no repercussions. Why would you not? Because you do have to win, but you can do it. People have won races clean for years. You know, it can be done. I wish we could keep rolling, but we've run out of time. Uh, less than a minute left to go on the Sundollar zoom clock because we have yet to upgrade our zoom. 